Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Nick Frazier Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Frazier, as it says in the title. And we're back with another episode of the NFP Picks. Last week, the NFP 1K Parlay came about two, three legs short, I believe. I picked Buffalo on one of them, and then I hedged it and took Patriots on the other. The official one was the Patriots, and so that didn't hit. And then I had Baltimore money line, and that didn't hit. Yeah, so I believe it was like two or three legs short. Sorry about that. But this is the last week of the NFL season which means we have to make sure that this parlay will hit. The NFP 1K parlay can not only hit once, and make we got to make sure it hits twice, all right? So maybe this week for the NFP 1K parlay, I end up putting a little extra money on it. I mean, it's the week, last week of the NFL, the big bang. Why not go out with a big bang, all right? Closing off 2021 in a wonderful fashion. It's crazy to think this is the last episode before 2022, and there's a lot of cool stuff coming with the Nick Frazier podcast in 2022. So I am excited about that, excited about these picks I'm about to give out. But first, let me talk a little bit about just the college football bowl season. I know I've kind of been talking about it every single episode, but you know what? I need to talk about it a little bit more. You know, it's coming down to the playoffs. You got Alabama, Cincinnati. You got Michigan, you got Georgia. It's coming down pretty close, but I've said it every week. I'm going to stick with my statement. Georgia and Alabama national title game, Bama wins. You can still get it on some sport books at plus 200. I know on FanDuel, you can go on there. Plus 200, Alabama to beat Georgia in the national title game. If you have otherwise, if you think Georgia is going to beat Alabama, by all means, take it at plus 180. I mean, it's almost... The same odds, it's just a little less, let's put it that way. So you can still make plus money value on either of them. Go with your gut if you don't want to take both. Take one. But I will start off with the Thursday slate of games. I will have to say, let's go ahead and start out with the 11 o'clock game, and it's North Carolina versus South Carolina. An interesting matchup, you know, South Carolina has been using their graduate assistance coach for quarterback, I believe. Then you have North Carolina and Mac Brown. Nobody on that team opted out. I feel like all of them are playing for higher draft stock or just playing for the fun of the game. I don't know, but they're heavy favorites on the money line at minus 420. Earlier in the week, you could have got them, I think, at around minus 7.5. The line is up to 11 now. It's just climbing as kickoff progresses towards the time. So it's going to be one of those type of games. Over-under is 57.5, leaning towards the under. I don't know. I mean, I, I like North Carolina to win by 14-plus, and that is, all, I think it's even money. It's like plus 100, plus 105, so you can get a little bit more plus money value there. I like that a lot. I'm going to put out a little three-leg, four-leg parlay for the Friday, excuse me, not Friday, but the Thursday games. The next game is the Music City Bowl. The Tennessee Vols and the Purdue Boilermakers. Purdue is without their top two wide receivers and I believe without a starting running back and some players on defense. So as I know from what I've seen online, Tennessee... A few players are kind of dinged up, but I don't think it's going to be a problem. Maybe one or two players opted out. I don't think that's a problem at all. Tennessee, earlier in the week, 
I think maybe a week and a half ago. You could have got them at three and a half, if I'm not mistaken. I jumped on it on Monday, hopped on and got four and a half. It's now up to seven. This is another game I took in the parlay where you can do Tennessee to win by 14 plus. That was plus 145 when I got it. So they're minus 250 on the money line. The line is climbing as we speak. The next game after that is a late start game at 7.30 primetime. Man, it's almost like a coin flip at this point. Obviously, you don't have Pittsburgh's high-flying offense without Kenny Pickett. And the boy Kenny, two-gloves Kenny, is uh, not playing in this bowl game. Neither is K-9 for Michigan State and Kenneth Walker the third. So I still like Mel Tucker and this Michigan State team. They're just... I don't know. There's something about them that just makes me lean that way. I'm not sold on the backup quarterback for Pittsburgh. I think that's kind of what's leaning me towards Michigan State. And honestly, Michigan State, in my opinion, is a better ball club. They just got, what's his name, Brule from Mississippi State. Kind of hurts hearing it in my perspective because he's a good linebacker. They just got him out of the transfer portal. So this will be interesting to look at for a game. Be interesting to watch. Now, I did take... This is where I kind of lean towards the under in this one, and it looks like the line is climbing down. I got Michigan State and under 56.5. That's a little parlay thing you can get on FanDuel, and then you can parlay that with the parlay I put in there. It was plus 220. I think it's great value. You parlay all that together. It's like plus 1,300. You put $10 on it. You win 130. You put, I don't know. You put something else on it if you want. You can put more on it. I don't know. I put a little bit extra on it. I put a little extra juice on it. Tis the season. I know Christmas is over, but the New Year's is right around the corner. So might as well just drop a little extra cash. Why not? Put yourself in a different tax bracket, why don't you? Um, I'm just kidding. No, you can just splash a little George Washington $1 if you want. You won't get a lot of return, just a dollar to win 13. But, you know, it's a good little slate. The next game we have here is... One, I think, is a coin flip. You don't know what Arizona State team you're going to get. A lot of opt-outs, a lot of injuries, missing a lot of guys on the defense. Wisconsin, they're a team that struggles to cover the spread all season. I'm intrigued with this. The over-under, it's kind of low. I'd say it's actually very low at 41.5. Looking at this line, in, in my head, I can just picture the game now. Wisconsin to run the ball heavy. Arizona's just going to struggle on offense to find some sort of chemistry, and maybe they get one or two turnovers. It's like Wisconsin's going to get a defensive touchdown. I wish that was a prop to get on any sport book online. I don't think so. Um, it's interesting to look at this because it's a touchdown spread. I think Wisconsin will cover this spread, honestly, just with how many people are not playing for Arizona State. I'm not sure how many scholarship players are not playing, but... You know, Oklahoma played recently in their bowl game, and they played Oregon, and Bob Stoops was uh, stepping in, and I was thinking in my head, like, man, Oregon's without 30 scholarship players. There's no way they have any fighting chance to beat Oklahoma. And sure enough, I hammered Oklahoma plus 14 to win for a win margin. My Lord, what a return that was. It was a good night on the books that night. But carrying on here with Thursday slated games, there's four of them. I'll repeat my parlay, my four picks. It is North Carolina to win by 14 plus, Tennessee to win by 14 plus, 
Michigan State and the under 56 and a half, 57 and a half, excuse me. And then lastly, you could take it if you want. I didn't put it in there, but I like Wisconsin on the spread at six and a half. You parlay all that together, it's plus 3,300. Without the Wisconsin game, it's plus 1,300. My goodness, you can make a big return here in the college football slate on Thursday. Now, looking forward in time here, looking at some Friday games because this is the Nick Frazier podcast, got to plan ahead. We have the Michigan and Georgia game that is played at the primetime slot at 7.30. Then you also got the Alabama-Cincinnati game that's played at 3.30 Eastern. So let's look at the earlier game first. And actually, I have to say, that's not the only football football games on. We got to look here. It's uh, Washington State and Central Michigan. This is going to be a sitter. I don't know what to look at for this game. Honestly, I do. Central Michigan, they're missing a lot. I think they had a few injuries here and there. They're favored on the spread at 7.5. Washington State's a heavy money line favorite. Honestly, when I see stuff like this, it makes me want to take the under just because if there's a team that heavily favored on the spread and there's a heavy money line the other way, to me it's going to be a tight game. I like the under at 57.5. You can take that if you want for Friday slot. I don't think I'm going to touch it. But if I had to recommend uh, something to choose from, the under 57 and a half, that just seems like a lot for two teams that one is struggling, the other one kind of is in, I wouldn't say mid-season form, but in some sort of form. Wouldn't say it's in great form, but in some sort of form. Not a shape, but a form. (laughs) The next game we're looking at are the Alabama and Cincinnati, and then obviously Michigan and Georgia. The playoffs. I already told you guys where I land in my decisions Alabama and Georgia to win these games. I heard the other day Saban told his boys in the locker room or in a meeting of some sort, y'all are the underdogs. And I was thinking, of, I don't want to be Cincinnati. I said this a couple weeks ago when I had Alex and Trey and Jason and Kevin and all of them on. I, was, I said, you know what? Cincinnati, first G5 team in the playoff. Good job. Luke Fickle got his team to an undefeated season. Good job. I, I've gone on that rant, and I'm going to stick with it. They're going to put up a fight. I don't know if they're going to cover 13 and a half. I think they'll lose by 17, maybe 20. Realistically, we've all seen this story unfold. If you want, you can take Alabama 13 and a half. I know Alabama has struggled all season with spreads and they haven't looked the greatest. This is playoff football. This is Alabama playoff football up against a G5 team. Alabama is going to put Cincinnati in their place and really show them who they are. Now, don't get me wrong. Cincinnati is a good football team. They have a lot of NFL talent, NFL caliber on this team. Alabama just is different when it comes to the playoffs. Never go against Saban and Belichick. That's going to be a thing. So I like Alabama. And honestly, I like the over. I don't know why 57 is just screaming, hey, take it. Take the over. It's calling your name. I don't recommend it, but it's just calling my name. I'm looking at it. I like Alabama 13 and a half on this game, though. Next one is Georgia and Michigan. Seven and a half spread. Obviously, it's going to lean towards Michigan. Over under set at 45. I mean, the books are thinking this game's going to play pretty close. Now, if you want to get some plus money value, here's the deal. If you want to get some plus money value, you can head over to the parlays tab. And honestly, in my opinion, 
I like the Michigan plus eight and a half, and it's leaning towards the under. I like the over. Michigan plus eight and a half, over 45 and a half. That's a good look, plus 260. The next one I'm looking at here would be the win margin. Now, this is something that looks very intriguing. It's enticing. I think this is where you're going to get all your value at here. You could take Georgia to win by one to six points, plus 370, or you could take them at seven to 12 points, plus 440. You could take them to win 13 to 18 points. That's plus 500. I see a lot of value on these three. You could hedge. You could do whatever. Those are winning margins. If you want to go, man, if you want to go a four-way winning margin, you could take, to play it safe, you could take Georgia 1 to 13 points at plus 145 or take Georgia plus 14 to win by plus 14, man. I mean, that's plus 165. But if you want to get really complicated about it and take the five-point band margins, by all means, you can take those. If you want to take the 10-point margins, I think that's where your safest bet is going to be. And this is the line I like a lot. It is Georgia to win by 11 to 20 points plus 320. I don't see why that is not even lower in the books. I don't know. It should be like minus, not minus. It should be plus probably like 210 in my opinion. It is plus 320. Get it while you can. I don't think this game's going to be close, close. Yeah, it's going to be like a one-two possession game. I think it's going to be two possession game. They either win by 10 or 13. That's where I'm looking at for Georgia here. I think these two SEC matchups are going, these two, excuse me, these two SEC teams are going to really show what they're worth in these, in these matchups. So that's where I lie for the playoff. And I think that, that completes it, right? That, that's the rest of the bowl games or no, I forget. We have the new year's six bowl games and I will cover those next week even though the lines are looking pretty like coin flip material, which is good. So those are the wonderful college football picks that I had for you. Let me know who you think is going to win out of these bowl games. Leave them down in the comments on Instagram if you're following there. If not, I don't know what you're doing with yourself. Go on Spotify, Apple, Google, leave five stars. The show's not over. Trust me. Show's, I'm just giving a little plug in the midst of it. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm going to lead into for the NFL slate last week. We'll be back after this quick, short break. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, for the wonderful slate of NFL games of the last week, week 17 of this NFL season. The first year of the 17-week NFL season. And may I say, it went by pretty good, to be honest with you. I think it went by too quick, but... This is the best part of the season where everything gets real tight and close. I'm ready for it. I'm ready to see what this postseason brings for everybody. So let's get on into it. I like this a lot. I'm looking at the first game. You know, Carson Wentz, he was diagnosed with the COVID, and the line went from 7.5 all the way down to 1.5. And if you were lucky enough to get it on Tuesday, probably Tuesday around 11, if you were able to get it at one and a half, kudos to you. I was going to take Indianapolis minus one and a half, regardless if Wentz played or not. Jonathan Taylor has been a workhorse for that Indianapolis Colts offense. 
Now, looking more into this game, you know, the NFP 1K parlay is looking good this week. Like I said, it's going to hit. I have a good feeling. The intuition is just oozing out of the veins right now. But I'm going to start going through the whole slate of games, and then I'll go through my five. Or Actually, I'm doing it wrong. I'm going to go through my five first. I'm sorry. Um, the line is dropped for the Chicago Bears. It is now down to five and a half. I like that line a lot. I don't know what the situation is in New York. I don't know if Fromm's playing. I don't know if Glennon's playing. Hell, I don't even know if Saquon's going to be playing. I feel bad for the guy. He was good in college and just never could seem to get healthy so far in the NFL. So we'll see if he's able to bounce back or not. Looking at the Bucks game, if Mike Evans plays, I know AB's going to play, but if Mike Evans plays alongside him and Gronk's healthy, man, hammer the Bucks at 12 and a half. That's not my official pick, but let me look more. Um, obviously you guys know where I'm leaning here. I like the Tennessee Titans at minus three and a half. It's minus one Oh five. I think they're going to hammer on the dolphins. Taylor Lewan is back. He needs to start showing up. I need to see some production out of him. Like I said, last week on the pod, Roger Saffold has been great all season. Just when he's able to play, he's been phenomenal. And obviously having Ben Jones in the middle to kind of hunker down that line, it's totally fine. So. I like that the offense is back and healthy for the most part. I believe there's a new protocol that it, the, I guess, the, the wait time from getting COVID to getting back into the game would be ten, from 10 days to five days. So I think that's why the line for the Colts game went back up to six and a half. So if I'm you, I'm looking at this little list of people that are on it for the Titans. They're all coming back. I think the Julio, the Bud Dupree, uh, all those guys that have been put on it on Monday, they should be back by Sunday if they are able to pass these tests. So I'd get the line while you can. It's minus 105, Titans minus three. I got this line earlier in the week, the Rams versus the Ravens. Still don't know the Ravens quarterback situation. I don't think Lamar's healthy enough to play. I got the Rams at two and a half earlier on Monday when the lines opened. And now they're starting to climb up to four. So I'd still take it at four. I think they'll win by seven, maybe six. So I like that a lot. The Rams minus four. The next game I'm hammering, Los Angeles Chargers minus six and a half. I got this at five and a half. The Lions climbed one and a half points. I'm cool with it. I like the Chargers here at six and a half. They've had a bad, lackluster performance the last two weeks. I don't know why they keep going for it on 4th and 45, but that's got to stop. I like the Chargers in this position. You know, looking at more games, because, you know, I have five picks to choose from, I'm actually going to take the Chargers off my list. So I have the Titans 3.5 so far, Rams minus 4. Ah, there it is. The Dallas Cowboys, minus five. Hammer that. That is my third pick. The Green Bay Packers, I'm hammering the minus six and a half. It's minus 106. I was watching the Pat McAfee show on Tuesday when Aaron Rodgers came on, and the question was asked about the performance and you know how he played on Christmas. Said he felt great. Talking about how he broke the Green Bay Packers record, pa- passing Brett Favre for TDs. Now, the thing is, he made a comment. Rodgers made a comment and said, we got to start finishing out games. We got to start winning them by a bigger margin. 
And every time he says something and he speaks it into existence, hammer the six and a half while you can. Minus 106, good value. The next game I'm looking at, because those are my four, I have to do it. Click on more wagers. The Bengals and the Chiefs game, first half. I got this earlier in the week. I'm not sure what it's at now. We're looking. First half spread. Yep, it is still there. The Cincinnati Bengals plus three and a half. Take it while you can for the first half. I feel like they're going to play them tight. This is going to be the parlay. Plus 2389 for my little parlay I'll give you there. You put 10, you put $10 on it, you get 238. So I like that a lot. That is my little NFP picks for Nick this week. I guess you could say I got to pick a hot pick of the week. My hot pick of the week last week was the Titans on Thursday night. I gave the money line. That hit. This week, the NFP hot pick of the week, the Dallas Cowboys minus five. That is my hot pick of the week. The Cardinals, they can't seem to find the mojo anymore. The Cowboys just beat the freaking Washington football team by like 50. That was ridiculous. Almost hit a parlay for that for big money. Didn't get it, but that's okay. Missed it by two. I got to stop taking the quarterback rushing props. That's my issue. Oops, that's just me. The next one I'm looking at here would be, man, this is interesting. Now that I've given you guys my four picks there, so we'll incorporate those into the NFP 1K parlay. And now to introduce it, the NFP 1K parlay is underway. It is time to turn a green $1 bill, a crisp George Washington $1 bill into a thousand of them. All right. So we got the first four, five picks from me. The next one I like a lot is the Colts minus six and a half. We'll take that. I like the Bears minus five and a half. I like the Buccaneers. Man, this is insane. 12 and a half. The Jets have been playing kind of close recently. Like I said, if Mike Evans plays with AB, they're winning this game by 12 and a half. Granted, they do have some players out on defense. So if you want to, you could take the over-under at 45 and a half. The Bucks, we're not going to take the initial 12 and a half. We're going to see if we can get it lower. And sure enough, we can, boys and girls. Let's take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, minus seven and a half, minus 185. Good value for a parlay. I like that a lot. I like it a lot. I think they'll win by 10, maybe 11. The next one I'm looking at, for the Titans' sake, if the Cincinnati Bengals beat the Kansas City Chiefs, we will have the AFC South in our possession for the time being if we went out. But see, here's the deal. On Monday, the Bengals' money line was plus 194, and the first half spread was plus 3.5 at minus 110. Now looking at it at the time of recording this podcast episode, Their money line has dropped down to plus 176. The first half spread from three and a half is still at three and a half, but more money is on it at minus 125. There's something going on here. Joe Burrow and his offense, and their defense has kind of been playing well. I think they're going to give Kansas City a run for their money. I like it. I'm doing it. I'm going to take the alternate spread here for the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, I know the Chiefs are 26-0 in December. 
But you know what? That's why we're taking the spread. <laughs> That's why we're taking the spread. You know, plus 10.5 is minus 230. I like that in this situation, a two-possession type ball game. Let's take that. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm totally blanking. We took the Cincinnati Bengals plus 3.5 first half spread. We're going to keep that for this parlay. I am sorry about that. The next game is the Jacksonville Jaguars and the New England Patriots. This is a game I've been looking at all week. The line has stayed the same. The money line has grown to minus 1,200. It wasn't minus 900, but the spread has stayed the same. I don't know what the deal is. I'm intrigued with it. I like the over-under, though. It is very low. It's at 41.5. Give it to me. Inject this into my veins. Give me over 38.5 for the Jaguars and Patriots. The Jags have been putting up like 15 points. I think Bill's kind of angry. I think, I think Belichick's going to have him put up 27. I think it's going to be 27 to 13, 27 to 14, something around that realm. And uh, we'll take the over 38 and a half. That is what I like the most. All right. The next game is the Chargers and Broncos. Broncos have been playing games tight, lost to the Raiders last week. I'm on them. I'm on the Chargers, minus six and a half. This is a bounce back game for them. This is what we need here on the NFP 1K parlay. The odds just keep adding up and adding up. You know, here's the next game here. It is a four o'clock start. It is the Houston Texans at the San Francisco 49ers. The 12 and a half spread is what I like. I took an alternate spread earlier in the week before Jimmy G came out with the injured thumb issue. So I am going to see if we can take the alternate spread with the Texans again. Almost got them at like minus 175 at like plus. Oh, wow. Wow. It has dropped a lot. I like it. I got plus 17 and a half at minus 160, I believe, or 170. It has now gone up to minus 200. So I don't know if you just take 16 and a half. We can. We can take 17 and a half at minus 200. Parlay material. Parlay material. Next one after that, we are looking at is the Cowboys, obviously at minus five. The Saints and the Panthers. Taysom Hill's definitely going to play this week. I'm on the Saints minus six and a half. That is good value. Uh, the next game we have here is the Seahawks and the Lions. You know what? This is a big parlay. I think the Seahawks will win this game. Yeah, we can do it. Minus 300 for the money line full game. We'll take it. The next one after that's Green Bay minus six and a half. And lastly, to finish off the NFP 1K parlay, the Browns' money line, is, it keeps on escalating up to minus 178. Big Ben's last ride, he'll probably win this game. I'm going to stay away from it. Let's put the odds together on this 13-leg beautiful parlay. You put a dollar down, ladies and gentlemen, to win from a dollar $1,520 and get that little dot back there. You're 96 cents. Yes, that is close to the dollar menu. You're four pennies off from the dollar menu at Mackey D's, all right? Go get you something at Mackey D's. But I did say at the beginning of this episode, I did say, let's put a little extra cash on it. Let's put, let's put $5 on it, all right? Let's put an Abraham Lincoln. You know, Honest Abe is what they used to call him. Honest Abe has been a good friend of ours on the podcast. 
I've been getting this little penny, and he's been the coin flip. The coin, it's three and one on the pod, okay? It's three and one. I think Honest Abe's been pretty, pretty nice about it. Why not a little $5 bill? Let's see how honest the $5 bill is, all right? I like it a lot. The top hats are on. We're flipping them on and off. Give it to me, Honest Abe. You put $5 down on this beautiful parlay. It pays out to 7000 Yes, I did say this. This is a down payment on a car, folks. If you put $5 on this, it is $7,604. And don't forget your little dot, 79 cents. I believe that gets you some cheese sticks over there at Sonic. It gets you something delicious, folks. So yes, that is the NFP 1K parlay. Appreciate it. Now, I want to talk a little bit about the Titans here to segue out of the NFP 1K parlay. I want to talk about playoff contentions here. The Titans have made a lot of news this past week saying that Derrick Henry will possibly come back in the last week versus the Texans. This is interesting. I don't know. I I don't know. I think he needs to not play. I get it. Get some rust off. You don't want to you don't want this to happen, folks. If I'm the Tennessee Titans, you're going up against the Houston Texans. You can beat the Houston Texans with Dante Foreman, Dante Hilliard. You can beat him with Kari Blazin game. You can beat him with Cody Hollister. They need to just play the practice squad players what they've been doing. Like if he if Vrabel wins out with the players he has, he's winning coach of the year regardless. By the way, I did mention on the podcast last week. Mike Vrabel plus 2,000 before the, before the Thursday night game. Those odds have now decreased. Plus 1,400. You put 10 on it to win 150. Get it while you can. I'm not giving out these odds just for fun because I enjoy them. Well, yeah, I do enjoy them. But I want to help make the listeners more money. That's the whole point. And to talk some sports while we're at it. So, yeah, the Titans made a lot of news. Derrick Henry's making a comeback. If, if Joe Burrow and his Bengals can get the win versus the Chiefs. We have the head-to-head win over the Chiefs, which leapfrogs us into the AFC number one overall seed. And if we went out, we get the first round bye, home field advantage, all that kit and caboodle. And from there, I think we'd play, wow, we'd probably play Buffalo again, if I'm not mistaken. I'd have to look at the playoff picture again. But... That's something that's intriguing. I think that's a pretty good line to look at. This is a game where the Titans have to win, obviously. Tua and the boys have been kind of buzzing. They're, what, seven, eight straight now? They're the first team to do that in NFL history. That's impressive. Um, But for the Titans' sake, I think just keep all your main guys healthy. We haven't seen Golden Tate yet. I think Golden Tate, just keeping them for the playoffs, keeping them healthy. So, folks... This has been a pure joy to do for the 2021 year. I've enjoyed doing the podcast so far. I didn't talk much about the Titans just then, just because it's, it's kind of cut and dry. You, you kind of know it or you don't. The Tennessee Titans, if they went out, they're AFC champions of the South. They're AFC possibly number one seeds of the regular season. Now, if the Chiefs lose, great. If they don't, oh, well, we get number two. That's fine. So... That's where I stand with the NFL. What are some other things that I need to talk about? Oh, Nashville SC, another good season for them. They've been doing some some trading here and there, a lot of GAM money, general allocation money. You know, we're looking here, and you got Alster Johnston 
um, who was the, I guess, fullback, right back, left back, whichever side he played for Nashville SC, Canadian international, um, ended up getting traded to Montreal. And, you know, there was a 10% trade clause involved with that. So any future purchases for other clubs of him, then Nashville SC gets 10% of that, which in my opinion, I think is great. Obviously, you don't want to see a young future star like him leave, but it, I think this is the right time to sell for him. The market's kind of good for for international spectrum right now. And, um, yeah, I think that 10% is going to come in huge. I feel like he's going to be like one of these Alfonso Davies where he goes to Europe and he'll get, he'll get signed fat for like probably five, six mil, and then you get 10% of that. That's great for Nashville SC. They'll be able to get some players that are on their backside of their prime from Europe and sign them possibly and bring home an MLS Cup, man. I mean, they have, they've come so close every single year they've been in the MLS, and 2022 is going to be a great year for the podcast, going to be a great year for Nashville SC. Excited, very excited. So that's the news there. The Nashville Predators were on a hiatus because there was a COVID outbreak over Christmas break for the NHL. Ended up rescheduling some Canadian games. Able to get it done. Preds played... The Capitals recently lost 5-3. to three. So hopefully, Preds can get it back on track. They were hot before the little hiatus they had. Now they're back. They lost first game. Nothing to really worry about. Preds have been, they've been doing pretty good. I'm, I'm very surprised with the production John Hines is getting out of this team. Uh, he's really progressed for the future, investing in the youth. Oh, man. It's just, it's fun to watch the Preds. Earlier in the season, I looked. They were plus 310 to make it to the playoffs that's potentially possible going to hit. So we're going to see what happens here. And if the Preds can do something deep into a playoff push, that'd be fun to watch, as always. The playoffs are fun in, the, in, in Nashville to watch. So that's what I got for us here on the Nick Frazier podcast today. I've covered everything that I can, and uh, I greatly appreciate everybody that listens to this podcast. I truly do. I do my best to give out the best odds, whatever. I also just do my best to give out some entertaining content for everyone to listen to, get through the day. Obviously, the last couple of years, last summer, this summer, all the above for everybody, this year's involved with all the crazy stuff going on in this world. I just want to be able to give some sort of, you know, bliss, I guess. Something a little detached from reality. I don't know. Uh, But I enjoy it. I enjoy talking sports. I enjoy giving people stuff to listen to and uh yeah i greatly appreciate everyone listening keep on listening you guys killed it in november and december three thousand listens each month just keep on climbing the charts baby keep on climbing so do me a favor and just keep on liking subscribing sharing with friends if you want to know more about the nick fraser podcast in between episodes go on instagram type in the nick fraser podcast a little white profile will pop up with the logo of the nick fraser podcast You'll see some cool animations. You'll see some cool stuff. You want to ask some questions? Go ahead. Email the Nick Frazier Podcast. It's in the it's in the DMs. You can DM us. You can do whatever. So I greatly appreciate it. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. Happy New Year.